Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's happening, everybody? Here we are once again for Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And, of course, we're fresh off the Wednesday Night Wars, another AEW show in the books, a hot show, a fine NXT Halloween Havoc 2. So plenty to get into on that Wednesday night action. But it's that time of the week where I'm flanked by the one and only Stephanie Chase. Uh, the hot take queen herself is back in the building. <laughs> oh, look at the fan! <laughs> Hello, Alex. <laughs> We're going to know that she's going to drop hot fire anytime the fan comes out. I can't wait. Uh, Steph, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm feeling very sparkly today. Happy Halloween, everyone. I know it's a couple of days early, but every day can be Halloween if you wish. Yeah, absolutely it can. Um, and let me tell you, I've spent my day at Peppa Pig World. And when That's I say scary. day, yeah, I, I mean like the day. I literally got home like half an hour ago uh, up to my eyes in Peppa Pig. I actually got tweeted today by Peppa Pig's official account, which I didn't even know was a thing, Steph. I didn't know that. What was it about wrestling or just about <laughs> no? I tweeted that um that I was going there, like a photo of the uh the yeah. entrance, and then and they tweeted me back saying, like, yeah, have a good time. And I never I didn't tag them or anything. They're just that Peppa Pig is out there vanity searching themselves. Peppa Pig. Oh my god, what an egomaniac. I know. Like oh, 90 wow. Shawn Michaels is Peppa Pig, apparently. Um <laughs> anyway. So anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Once again, let's get into the order of business. Uh, your super chats are super welcome. Uh, it's been my favorite part of the show for the past, mm -hmm. uh, well, since we've started basically getting your hot takes and uh, getting being able to get into the nitty gritty of your opinions. And who better than the hot take queen herself to take on what you've got to say today? So uh, make sure you get them into us. Any amount, we'll get them read on screen. And of course, have you missed Wrestling Daily this week? Have you failed to catch up? Don't worry, because you can do so on podcasts with Spotify, uh, Apple, Acast, all of the good ones. All of them, even the bad ones, probably. I don't know. Um, we're, we're there. You can get us on podcast. Uh, and of course, we've wrestled to our home. Please do subscribe, uh, share, like, do all of that good stuff. Be the good eggs that I would love you to be. Uh, before that, though, pressing on from that, Steph, Mm -hmm. Let's get into the Wednesday nights because you know that's why that's that's why Steph's here. She's the, yeah. she's the queen of all things good on Wednesdays. So Steph had to be here on a Thursday. Believe yes, me. Uh, it, it was hard negotiated in the <laughs> by Steph. <laughs> yeah, Louis was essentially put out to pasture on Thursdays <laughs> as soon as Steph said, "Well, Thursday's my night." Um, let, let's talk about Wednesdays, man. Uh, AEW. Mm -hmm. Uh, for, on paper, looked like another great show. I'm, you know, very intrigued where they were going in terms of the tournament. And now, obviously, I know I'm getting Paige and Omega, which is just so so exciting. Um, but let's talk about how we got there. Wardlow and Paige and Omega and Pentagon. I really loved Wardlow and Paige. It was a really really good match, and it was such a good example of letting a guy lose but still, you know, keeping him strong because it took a lot to put away Wardlow as it should. And I just felt like the result, you know, Hangman Page, his time is now. 
Like he was he was in the first ever AW championship match with Jericho. He lost. He moved on to the tag team with Kenny, but his time is now and Wardlow is still cooking in the oven, but they're doing such a great job with him. He is like future top guy. And then you have all the MJF stuff because MJF basically said that if Wardlow wins, he would have to hand over his championship match to him. But yeah. that didn't happen. But Wardlow is just so intriguing what they're doing with him. And it's such a just good example of really good booking of a young guy that is eventually going to be something huge for this company. Yeah, I think Wardlow has got a ton of upside. And I really love it. Just simple things like this, Steph, that it took two buckshot lariats to put him away. Simple things yeah. that protect him and make him look like he's a big deal, even before he's potentially arrived as one. So I do like that very much. Um, and the thing about from the offset of this tournament, I wanted Omega and Page, right? That's yeah. what you wanted in the final. But I feel like, and we've said this a million times, even if you know what the destination is, if the story is good enough, and it's done well enough. It doesn't matter that it's predictable. And I feel like this whole tournament has been done very well. Um, you know, Omega as well. Obviously, last week it was the quick squash, and this week yeah. not so much. And it, you know, those different shades of Kenny Omega are important for people that are kind of, I don't want to say getting on the bandwagon, but people are still waking up to Kenny Omega, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. There's people who um, just, you know, didn't see Kenny's amazing New Japan run and they just heard about him so much. And then he came into AEW, but he has kind of really taken a backseat in AEW in the in the first year of Dynamite, um, being like a tag team star instead of a single star. We get to fully see what Kenny can actually do as a singles performer. And I think we're getting there. Like that la match last night was really good. And he came out in his AAA belt that we'd all forgot he had. Mm, I totally forgot, <laughs> to be honest. Um, just to be clear to anyone, uh, you know, watching right now, we will get to NXT. That is part of the show. But, um, okay. of course, we have to cover the ground that happened last night. And uh, we just thought we'd start with uh, AEW because when we get to NXT, I've got a lot to say about Peter Dune uh, mm -hmm. and, and so on. So please stay tuned. Uh, sticking with AEW, we had, sorry, uh, we had Cassidy, Orange Cassidy for that matter. Mm -hmm. We had him challenging um, Cody Rhodes, and of course, Cody would come out on top, Steph. Mm -hmm. We've heard a lot about how, in terms of the ratings and things of that nature, that Orange Cassidy has become somebody, when they look into the data, he yeah. performs well for them. He's in their highest rated segments. People seem mm -hmm. to tune in for him. But it's one of those as well where kind of the magic of his character, almost the allure of it, is less. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. left is more with Orange Cassidy sometimes. Uh, and now we've had him in quite a lot of title shots. And, you know, mo since moving on from Jericho, could argue that he hasn't really moved, you know, up a gear. Um, he, he needs the next feud, is what I'm saying. Um, what, what do you make of Orange Cassidy's trajectory and, of course, the outing with Cody Rhodes last night? I think Orange Cassidy is probably the hardest wrestler in the world to book. <laughs> Because given like what his gimmick uh, was beginning, you know, he didn't speak, he didn't like nothing seemed to face Orange Cassidy. Then when he had the feud with Jericho, we started seeing um, more that he could get angry, that he could be made to care about something. And then once the Jericho feud ended, which he won, it seemed like he reverted back to laid back Orange Cassidy guy. And you're kind of waiting for something to kind of simmer up in him, honestly, I would have gone after the Jericho feud. I would have gone for an Orange Cassidy Brody Lee feud because just the idea of this guy Brody Lee, he's a cult leader. He's used to like sucking people in. Um, people. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know where you were going then, but sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that a hot take? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Not even ten minutes deep here. Oh wow. <laughs> But, you know, you've got that character of Brody Lee and he's so dominant. And I thought, like, how would Brody Lee react to a guy that just doesn't care, like Orange Cassidy? So yeah. that's where I would have gone. But they went with Cody. The match last night, it was pretty good, but it wasn't Cody's best uh, television outing match. And I think maybe the problem is that Cody, what Cody brings is this high drama, high emotion. And you get that when he takes on Brody Lee. And it's not the same when he takes on an Orange Cassidy. I think they just kind of had maybe just a bit of trouble finding the right kind of story direction in the match. And it was two faces as well, but it was still yeah. good. It was still a very good match. 
I, I do think that uh, Cody is like a super baby face, in my opinion. Yeah. I know they've been doing kind of different shades of the character and stuff like that. And they're, you know, walking down different directions on possibilities. But to me, like, like tw- 12 to six months ago, like kind of a pre COVID, he, to me, he was the hottest baby face in wrestling, not just yeah. AEW. Like, you know, and oh, I, no one I, makes me cry like Cody. No one makes me cry like Cody. Cody yeah. has made me cry more times as an adult than any other wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I was there when him and Dustin tore it down at um, the, the first ever Double or Nothing, the first ever AEW show, in fact. And was there wasn't a dry eye in the house that night either. Um, man, it's just electric stuff. Uh, mod mother, Lady Lou, she's not wrong. We need I'm a good egg shirt. Good eggs are always welcome around <laughs> me. Always. Be a good egg. Come on now. Um, sticking with Cody for a second, I must say, uh, the reason I... I make this segue is because now we know the Young Bucks and FTR are going to meet. And the stipulation is if the Young Bucks lose, they can't challenge for the tag titles again. I use Cody because a year ago at the same show, he had the exact same stipulation against Chris Jericho, Mm -hmm. where if he lost, he couldn't challenge for the world title. And of course he did lose. Um, I think some people, Cody kind of made that, okay because yeah. of the passion and fire and stuff that he put into it right like he he sold it really well and it meant everything to him cool um i don't think ftr and young bucks needs this steph i i feel like the dream match sold itself yeah i don't know if they really need all these layers and different concoctions and ways to i i maybe it makes it easier to or more, more palatable that Young Bucks win, maybe, I'm thinking. But at the same time, I just don't know if they needed all these tricks. You finally got the dream match that many people wanted for years. Did they really need to dress it up like this? I don't think so. And I feel like, it's like, surely the Young Bucks are winning? Or, That's what I think. Right. I mean, what are they going to do? Create like a light heavyweight tag team belt for the Young Bucks to go for if they lose, you know? <laughs> um, it seems like that's a foregone conclusion, but then... Uh, that kind of takes away from the excitement of the match. So I don't know where this stipulation has kind of come from or what it's actually going to lead to because surely it can't just lead to Young Bucks win and they carry on as the Young Bucks. Like, it's very... It, it was a very strange, unexpected addition to this match that this feud's been really interesting because it's like this feud was built up before FTR ever got to aw like that all happened before and then once they got to aw it was like a stalling tactic to actually get to them having a match and now we're here at the match and things have got a bit convoluted that it seems almost like we've kind of forgotten the original beef because then they've done all the stuff with the young bucks where they've been heelish but then they're not really heels because they were attacked the other week. It, it yeah. is confusing. And th- but this match, like, this is a lot to live up to because this is a Twitter made dream match that we've been waiting like years for. Like I, I love stakes in matches. Um I just thought I just thought there was enough already. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if we need the added drama of, oh my god, the young bucks. Might not get the tag titles again. One, one more thing on AEW before um, we talk about a fantastic Halloween Havoc show. Um, and we will get there, guys. MJF, Chris Jericho. Okay. Um, we, we waxed lyrical about this last week, rightly so, because it was sensational. And it is probably what, if it wasn't for Roman Reigns and Jey Uso tearing it apart, or Roman character full stop, I'd probably say it's my favorite story going at the moment. I'd say um, it is my favorite. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> it is my favorite. Ah, ah, God damn it. Um, no, but I, I love it though. And I do think it's very interesting this direction that they're going because MJF has essentially been offered the opportunity to get into the inner circle. To do so, he has to defeat Chris Jericho at full gear. Um, lots of speculation of what that could possibly lead to. Mm. Is it going to be... Chris Jericho getting overthrown as the leader of the inner circle? Is it going to, you know, because people think a Chris Jericho babyface run, it has to be in the near future. It's inevitable. 
Um, so what do you think's going on, Steph? And um, did you like this turn? Uh, do you like this added narrative? Yeah, firstly, I really liked the town hall segment. I thought it was really good. It was a really good example of um, how great a talker MJF was. He he took those questions really well. And great surprise appearance from Eric Bischoff. Was not expecting that. That was very cool. Yes. Uh, but the other thing I wasn't expecting was for us to be getting a Chris Jericho versus MJF match in just over a week. Right. I thought that was going to be a long build thing. But um, what is it leading to? I think it's leading to MJF wins and he is taken into the inner circle. And then we have months of tension being brought up because Sammy's Sammy does not want MJF uh, in the inner circle at all. Sammy, no. he, Sammy is jealous of the attention that MJF's getting from Jericho. It's a bit like a story that's currently happening on Emmerdale where this girl, Gabby, is um, trying to split up her boss's relationship because she wants all the attention from her boss. You it's cannot bring Emmerdale onto this show. You can't make that. <laughs> I have to watch it occasionally for work purposes. <laughs> you, you, I, I love to think that Tony Khan sat in a meeting and he went, no, no, listen, guys, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> I've just seen this thing playing out on Emmerdale. We need that. That's what we need. Look, if Tony Khan can watch Fulham matches, I'm sure he sometimes puts on Emmerdale. Oh, where's that fan, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> you yourself down. Tony Khan loves Emmerdale. You heard it here first. But yeah, so I think that Sammy's got that kind of jealousy because Sammy was Chris's like little protege. Yes. Now MJF has come and MJF has all the money and the status. He's MJF is like a more fully formed figure that kind of doesn't need Jericho to like drag him up the way Sammy did. So MJF, I can see why Sammy would be very jealous. So, yes, I think that MJF will beat Jericho. And I think the tension will be that Jericho will never get over the fact that he's been beaten by MJF and he'll be kind of embarrassed and resentful of him. Though, you know, he'll say, good for you, but there'll be that resentment. And Sammy will be in his ear being like, get this guy out of here. Now, whether this leads to Jericho being toppled as the leader of the inner circle or not, I'm not sure. But I don't see that happening for another while. I think that this is match one in what will be a long Jericho MJF feud. And maybe in a year or so, we'll come be back here talking about Jericho versus MJF. This time it's war. Yeah, I, I hope this story just like manifests. It just keeps going and going. Um, and this is just the first kind of jolt in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I want to see the um the dynamic with all of them in the inner circle and like you said kind of sammy and chris kind of uh you know jake hager probably not knowing what to do uh, yeah. uh, like i just came back from a bellator fight what's happened yeah, yeah. What, what, what happened guys um so let's get to our first super chat but before we do that cm chris says i hope stephanie comes back more i love her um cm chris oh, you're not alone you. my friend <laughs> yeah, exactly and you can get her every thursday right here by the way. Um, so if you ever want your fix of the Hot Take Queen, Thursdays is your night. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Moving on to our first super chat is from our good friend Bo Hill. Thank you very much, Bo. Uh, possibly a hot take. Io Shirai is the best wrestler on the planet. Full stop. And I'm assuming, Steph, he means irregardless of gender. Irregardless is a terrible word. Um, <laughs> re- you know, I could have just said regardless. Listen, yes. um, <laughs> Io Shirai, no question in my mind that she's one of the very best performers on the planet is she the best uh, and is she in that discussion Steph please pontificate for us no she's not the best wrestler on the planet but each to their own if she is your best wrestler on the planet then that's that's amazing I think she's the best wrestler in NXT though I would go that far okay Uh, I think she absolutely is I mean she's incredible she's incredible last night we'll get to that match but best wrestler on the planet I'm gonna say no but I love the fact that Bo thinks Io Shirai is the best wrestler on the planet because the idea of um, a female wrestler being the best wrestler on the planet in 2020 is awesome. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and I know this is really hard to to ask you to you know on the spot, but is Io Shirai top five females in the world right now? Yes, I'd put her in there. I, I think so. Um, yeah. I'm hard pushed like for someone to strike me. Like obviously you'd put Sasha and Bailey probably in there right now as well, but I'm hard pushed to be like, Oh man, it's, you know what I mean? Like she, she's immediately someone who's in my mind frame of that yeah. top five. And you know, like EOS and WWE in their women's division, it really is just so incredible that, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I, I imagine the day she comes up, I mean, if if it's anything but spectacular, then they've they've had an absolute stinker. Like there are some talents like that that really it's criminal if it's anything but fantastic. And I say that as if WWE won't get it wrong, um, but they might. Uh, <laughs> they really might. We've got another hot, t- uh, not hot take. Sorry, we've got another um, super chat from Abnav. Uh, hot take: Cody has the best entrance right now. Great suits. I, I, I kind of love the presentation of Cody anyway. Um, and I always have uh, since AEW. I say, I, don't, I certainly didn't love Stardust. Um, but Cody Rhodes, I feel like he, the way he carries himself, I believe he's one of the best. And I like the confidence and um, what's the word that I'm looking for here? It's like almost like wrestling kind of like comes out of his paws. That's really hard to explain, mm-hmm. but I feel it when he's walking down there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he has like a legitimacy to him and the entrance that he has, even his entrance music that is all basically about like wrestling. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Like (laughs) that is so cool. I just love that. And that's, um, you know, the whole real life 
Cody situation of being Dusty's son and everything with that family is like so important to his character. His entrance is so grand. He goes so over the top. I think Kenny might be coming for him a little bit in the over the top entrance um, area. But <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I love a dramatic entrance. Right now, I'd say Cody is one of the top five entrances. Uh, another person that has a great entrance right now is Evil because it's just gothtastic, as I like to say. Gothtastic, um, of course. Gothtastic, yeah. So I love a good dramatic entrance for sure. I, I do feel um, that if Cody does not make his way back to the world title picture, especially when fans are around, if they don't find a way to factor that in, I, do, I really think that will be a missed opportunity. Um, because mm-hmm. I just feel like he he's the strongest baby face that, that people feel something for in the business today. Um, so I, I, I think I kind of get from his perspective why he did that angle, though. You know what I mean? Like, and he's doing great things with the TNT title, but I still, I, I, I'm just being selfish, Steph. <laughs> I think, like, it feels like at the beginning of AEW, if you take Cody, Kenny, and the Young Bucks and you look at everything they did, there was like, they're all being self less instead of selfish it's it's all like okay i don't want people to think that we're just booking ourselves at the top so i'm not going to challenge for the world title we're not going to have the tag team title yeah and i'm not going to do a singles wrestling i'm going to join a tag team um and i think that that's all lovely but we we may have missed out some greatness that hopefully we're going to get later and a cody singles title one i would love yeah, you got to play to your strengths, right? I get, I get what they're doing, but at the same time, play to your strong suits. Um, CM Chris back again with another super chat saying, hot take, Kenny Omegas has the best meme entrance ever. Hashtag Tina, hashtag battle cry. Uh, Steph, where do you sit on that? It's pretty memeable. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> has a lot of memeable things like throughout his career. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, that wasn't half as good as Kenny, but still, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love, I love um, the the layers that are peeling back of of mm-hmm. Kenny very, very much. We must move on to Halloween Havoc. I feel this is to show that there are some spots here that really do deserve some love. So um, we we must celebrate NXT here on Wrestle Talk or Wrestle Two. Um, we must start with Pete Dunne, right? Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> coming. I mean, God, he looks jacked. Like I, I, I've said it like five times now, but every time I see him on screen, I, I look at him. I think, God, like, what happened, what happened to like the dad bod, dad bod leotard guy? Where is he? Like, he is jacked. He heard, he heard you calling him a dad bod leotard guy, and he yeah. I mean, I hope he doesn't. I mean, I like my fingers the way they are, but uh, no, oh, man, he is. Uh, he's he's in insane shape, and yeah. and really like. It kind of helps the aura of how dangerous he is. Um, mm-hmm. I think with his new shape, like people seem to be taking him a lot more seriously. I, d- I didn't, I, I, I liked the idea of like him backing up Kyler O'Reilly for a second. Like I was into it. Um, yeah. And then I was also like, oh, you know, actually Pete Dunn versus Kyler O'Reilly. That's very interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. And then now when you realize what time of year it is, we've got Undisputed Era. We've mm-hmm. got, Pat McAfee's like super group that he's made out of nowhere of Pete Dunne, Only Lorcan, and Danny Birch. I'm trying like, to think of a faction faction name. <laughs> yeah, no, they are just like Pat McAfee's group. Like <laughs> that's that's their name. Um, and man, that, that seems to be where we're going. And when I actually look at it though, Undisputed Era and um the uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch, they've had amazing chemistry together. The times that they've met in the ring, Pete Dunn is amazing chemistry with all of the undisputed era. Pat McAfee is like that exciting intangible because you've seen a little bit of what he's got and it was kind of impressive, but you want to know how far that can go. Impressive. Yeah. 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 Undeniable. And like, and now you put him in a situation like war games and it's like, hang on, what are we going to get here? So, um, what did you make of how it was executed and where we're going? I think the Undisputed Era, like for a long time, they've really been crying out for another faction to go against in NXT. And it and it's kind of felt, it almost felt a few months ago, like have they run their course? And then this is definitely going to bring new life into them. I think it was like executed really well. I, I didn't I didn't see Pete Dunn coming. So <laughs> I always love it when I don't see something coming. But Pat McAfee 
uh, as a mouthpiece and then wrestling as well. That's I can't believe I'm so high on Pat McAfee. I know. It's like when they first did the Pat McAfee thing, and I think it's because we're not American, so we don't know Pat McAfee like very well. But to me, it's like full transparency, I didn't know who he was until he was doing like the pre-show stuff. Yeah, me neither. So it's like, who's this guy? Like, I, I always feel like, why are we being subjected to another celebrity? And then he just comes out and does this amazing performance. And then he turns out to be like a better promo guy than 99% of the roster. Yeah, um, maybe 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 more than that. Like, yeah, he, is, he is excellent on the mic. He is. He is. So I think this, this is really, this is really exciting. And they... I don't know whether this is where they were originally going with the injuries that have happened, but they certainly find a way to make it all make sense to us. Yeah. So and I like it because, of course, Pete has history of turning on, um, sorry, being turned on mm-hmm. by Roderick Strong. I was there in the arena that night and it was like oh, amazing. So much, Alex. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I just get about, Steph. What do, you want? what do you want from me? All right. I'll always drop it in there. Oh, and I was there. Um <laughs> So, yeah, again, I think it was Roddy Strong that turned on him that night in New Orleans, and it was just like... So, in in a way, that story really is great. Mm. Uh, I assume Ridge Holland was meant for that spot. Um, Really sad what's happened to him, and obviously wish him the best in his recovery, because that's a horrible Mm. injury to get, really is. Um, But, man, I think they've pivoted really well. Glad to see Pete back stateside, because things were rolling for him before all of this... COVID nonsense came out. Well, it's not nonsense. It's very real. But what is constant COVID stuff started to happen. So, man, I... I yeah. yeah. He must be thrilled because he's probably been sitting... I was going to say he's been sitting twiddling his thumbs, but <laughs> no, Pete with the thumbs. Yeah. Twiddling, <laughs> twiddling gigantic weights, apparently. Um, <laughs> let's say about the next thing on Halloween Havoc that was great. Um, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest hooked it up again. They seem to me like guys that get better with each other, the more they wrestle each other. And for Gargano, two-time North American champion now, and he hates wheels. So, I mean, he's very entertaining right now. Um, what, Steph, what are you making of that? And I guess the Gargano way as a whole, because Triple H has said that yeah. you know, there's a lot more in store for him, and it looks like he's just given him some more legs. Yeah, I thought this match was really good. I was surprised and kind of sad that they took the title off Damian Priest. I don't think he could have got like a bigger run with it because he's really he's really shown a lot during this run that I wasn't too sure that he had in him before, but he's really grown as a performer. But uh, Gargano, this is a great direction for Gargano. I love everything he's doing at the minute. I love everything he's doing with Candice. Uh, who would have thought that he'd been so good at this? With you know, he was such a great baby face before that. Um, yeah, it's amazing how he's adapted to this, and it's great. And I hope these two continue their feud because they do work really well together. And as you said, they keep getting better. I am going to come back to um, Halloween Havoc because there are there is still some good stuff on that card, and I do think it was one of the best Wednesday nights for NXT in a long time, actually. Um, yeah. All things considered, very very good stuff from NXT. Um, but there is breaking news as we see here. Rampage Brown making his way to NXT UK. Um, I did see something go out about this, and I had heard mo- uh, rumours not long ago. He he was on my uh, Talksport radio show a few months ago, um, mm. and he I I think this is going to be pretty similar to um, the the recent signing they made with Miko um, because he you know Satamora sorry because I just said Miko as if everyone should know who that is. Um, because he's, he's also like a really renowned coach around yeah. the UK and Europe. And I believe that he'll be going there and doing the same role that she is, um, which is performer slash coach. So in my opinion, that's two amazingly smart pickups from NXT mm-hmm. UK. They've got a ton of other guys um, coming in that Inside the Ropes reported Gary Cassidy, our good friend, uh, a few months ago that, you know, Adam Maxted for one, who if you hadn't seen him on Love Island, the guy's like six five jacked athletic you know you'd you'd go wow he's got like the blank canvas that you would want so there's a lot of exciting things coming into nxt uk and it's great that they've replenished the roster like that i think steph yeah i think it's really good to see some new names get in there and i think um 
I mean, someone like Rampage Brown is going to be great as well. It's good that they're kind of investing in the talent that way to give them that kind of coach person right in there with them that can help them develop because sometimes it feels like it's all being done via satellite. Yes. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not that I'd have any problem with Shawn Michaels zooming me to tell me what to do, but, you know, it, it would be nice to have someone in person. So it's great that they're that they're doing that and they're bringing more people onto the roster. The only thing is I feel like the roster is getting quite full right now, isn't it? Considering, like, the amount of TV time they have. Yeah, well, our shows, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You're asking a lot. Um, saying that, I remember speaking to um, Jimmy Havoc, kind of a, you know, I know it's not the most popular name now, um, but this was months and months ago when he'd first signed for AEW. And um, I said to him, like, I asked him if there was anyone that AEW should sign, who would it be? And that was the first name that he said was Rampage Brown. He's, he feels like a guy that should have had a spot in a promotion like this a long time ago. So very happy. Congratulations, Rampage. Um, you know, Good moves. Good moves for NXT UK. Let's pivot back to Halloween Havoc, though, um, away from that exciting news. Um, I think the main event is probably the next place we want to touch on because Io Shirai, our friend that we've already spoken about tonight, uh, and Candice LeRae, they put on another great match. Like They're another pair, right, where the chemistry is just there. You know, yeah. they, they, they can't have a bad match if they tried. Um, and as you said to me before we come on air, Steph, the bump at the end for Candice... A man, yeah, both ladies really left it all out there. I know Candace is such a bump taker, isn't she? <laughs> That's what I love about Candace because she's this, you know, little undersized blonde woman that will just take any any bump. She's like female Jeff Hardy or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, she reminds me a little bit the way she throws herself into stuff, like Sasha. Like, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the way it's like they throw yeah. themselves fully into what yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. She, with her, you know, character change, change with Johnny and everything, she's thrown herself a hundred percent into that whole storyline. Like she's willing to change her look, everything. And that match was was fantastic. That's been one of the best NXT matches in a while, I think. And I think to round off the card, um, and I said this to you beforehand, I was surprised that Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm -hmm was was done this early i thought that they really could have built to this i know these two are very close friends in real life um and you have to hope that there isn't uh they're not just getting it out of the way that maybe there's something longer in play that's what i'm hoping for anyway um what did you make of their first time clash in nxt i really enjoyed it i think raquel gonzalez looked really really good i think she's really improved from the first time we saw her Rhea, like, doesn't Rhea just feel like the forgotten woman, though? It's really hard to think of, um, you know, she had a WrestleMania match with Charlotte. And, this year. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, you know, as you said, I hope this is only the beginning or are they getting it out of the way? And, I mean, part of me just thought, is it because they've just kind of, sideline Rhea so much that they're like yeah like just put this match on it's you know it, it's just the booking of her has been probably one of their biggest um disasters this year really hasn't it because mm. she was absolutely on fire until the whole Charlotte coming down thing happened and it's like I don't know she feels someone that's been left behind at high school when she should have graduated yeah you know, like it's weird I think, um, so when Triple H said, oh, you know, there'll be a plan and it'll mean yeah. something. And I felt I felt okay about it because at the end of the day, there's no shame in losing to Charlotte Flair, who is one of the, you know, the top booked or best performers in WWE, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not going to hurt a 23-year-old Rhea Ripley. And if there's a direction. Um, mm -hmm. And then I believe Shirai pinned Rhea. She didn't even pin Charlotte to win the title. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Okay, well, where is the story then? Like that—that's what bugged me about the thing. Do you feel like Triple H lied to you? I do a little bit, yeah. You believed in him. You believed that he that he had a plan. <laughs> First time he's, he's had me over, to be honest. But um... to be fair though, Triple H very well could have had a plan, and because Charlotte was in the mix, like how it often does happen with the main roster, 
Triple H's plans just got totally ruined by his yeah. father-in-law and he just had to go with it. So no, yeah, you can't argue with that. I must say, uh, Rob Bombi here, there's two super chats. There are two super chats waiting for me to talk about, but I just wanted to get Halloween Havoc out of the way because I feel like we're never gonna do it otherwise. Uh so I promise. No. After we, we wrap up this card, we will do those super chats. I must say, special shout out to Shotzi Blackheart for being an amazing host, having fantastic costumes, and even getting involved in the main event. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she did as well, you know. I'm glad it was more than just like, oh, here's a Halloween thing and Shotzi Blackheart's the host. Like, Yeah, I think they've got a lot invested in her. I think they're really behind her, and she's such an interesting unique character and it was it was just cool to to see her in that role last night you know speaking of people being invested i know triple h is like super high on Ilya dragunov that's going down right now dragunov and volta uh with a v guys um who do you think steph do you think it's time oh no no one can beat volta it's so hard isn't it I want to see Walter slapping Rampage Brown's chest. That's what I want to see uh, on WWE television. It will happen. Um, Just to round off um, Halloween Havoc, of course, we've got Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. To the moon! And he, uh, unfortunately, Cameron is not going to the moon because he tapped out. uh, Well, let's say he tapped out. He was subbed um, to Dexter Loomis. And then, of course, we got the three-minute match between Santos Escobar going over Jake Atlas as well. Um... I guess something had to make way time-wise, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, the, the other matches, the opener was over twenty minutes, and then the others were like in and around fifteen. So I'm not going to complain too hard. I felt like they hit the high notes that they should have done NXT. I, I might argue, and I know Steph is probably going to hit me down here, but I would argue that maybe NXT had the better week for once. No. <laughs> no, no, that sounded bad. NXT had a had a really, really good week, but I think the match is oh, the women's match was so good, but AW as a whole, I think, was better. I think um if they had replaced Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis with literally anything else, they may have been in with a shot of winning. But I got I gotta give it to AW, especially because of Wardlow and Hangman Page. Yeah, no, I understand. Like, like most weeks, I'd say that AEW is a better. Um, I think it's just to my taste wrestling show. Even yeah. though, again, I've said this many times. I think takeovers are the best show, but in terms of a week to week wrestling show, it's actually a different thing. And Dynamite does it well. Um, it says something, I guess, that WWE had to put on something the caliber of Halloween Havoc to kind of rival what yeah. Dynamite's doing. But this is what NXT. You know, they keep doing, they keep bringing out these little weekly gimmicks every couple of months. And yeah. I just kind of wonder, like, how long, long. Is that sustainable? I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You know, the Halloween um, thing was cool. And I think, I, but I wonder really, if you're a fan that's trying to decide what to watch, how much does, of a difference does a Halloween theme make to you if you can't make your mind up? Yeah. That's a very valid point. And that's why you're here, Steph. That's what we bring you to the dance floor. Uh, let's get to those super chats that I promised we would. Let's start with Matty. And he says, Pat McAfee is the best celeb wrestler in uh, ages. Um, Matty, the Scott, my friend. Um, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, he is what he's shown thus far in terms of his in-ring credentials. And as I've said on the microphone, I'm so impressed with him. Like, he literally doesn't miss at all. He is like he doesn't miss a beat. Um, let's look at other celebs that have been here lately. Yeah, I was gonna say name another good celeb wrestler. Yeah, I mean the name um, the name Tyson Fury is great. The in-ring performer is it wasn't. Like, no. you know, I, I really hate to kind of be like that because obviously he has very limited training and he's yeah. in there with like there's something to be in there with Adam Cole and being yeah. in there with Braun Strowman as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. kind of you, there are, you do have to make Cut him some slack, I think. But at the same time, he did look really awkward in the ring. Like, you know, it just didn't. 
that that's just a the thing about Tyson Fury is like that's just purely for the name Tyson Fury. And I know we talked about how we didn't know who Pat McAfee was, but it's not as if Pat McAfee in America is a huge, huge name no. either. Like he's known, but he's not huge. So someone like McAfee, it's more can we actually get him to wrestle and can we actually get him to talk? Then with Tyson Fury, it's just like throw Tyson Fury out there and tell everyone it's Tyson yeah. Fury and people, people will, say, will oh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. people will tune in, right? They, they will just because it's Tyson Fury. Um, another good celeb recently, probably Stephen Amell from Arrow. He did a pretty good job. Awesome. Yeah, he did. I'm trying to think of any other good celebs in recent years, and I can't. I think no. uh, okay. we have to go with that. John, I mean, he wasn't a wrestler, but John Stewart runs rushes to mind. I was furious. Um, <laughs> I loved when I no, I knew you would. I knew you would. A wonderful looking older man. <laughs> he, no, that I will grant you. He he has weathered well. All right. Um, Indeed. He has done. Uh this is gonna be a really hard one to do. Um Matty also says rank the Sasha Bailey matches from worst to best. Come on, man. That's that is tough stuff. Um I'll let you <laughs> no, I'll, not I'll, 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 like you're yeah. being sure. <laughs> I was just about to defer to you. I was like, yeah, Steph, Steph can take this one. Um, right, so what What have we got? We've got the Hell of a Cell. Takeover. Right, got the Iron Man, Woman, Iron Match. Man, Match, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I think they all have their own little um, narratives in history as well because yeah. they all, it's like the Takeover match was, was so special in the whole story just of women the women's evolution of what nxt did for women and all this and all that kind of stuff and then the iron woman match was just like a great example then of how great women's wrestling had got through nxt and through the work of sasha and bailey and it was like them demonstrating it and then the match we just got at hell on the cell so good it was so good and they both just worked it so perfectly because I know we talked about this before and I wanted them to wait to WrestleMania and I was saying like yeah they'll they'll wait to WrestleMania and then like a week later they split up. Yeah. But um they did it so well and it was the match worthy of being in the Hell in a Cell, which these days few Hell in a Cell matches are. And even though that Roman match was so good it really it really stole the show. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like almost people are now. This is how good Sasha and Bailey in the cell were. That people are actually like, yeah, Roman and Jay weren't that great. It it really was. It was great, right? It's just, but you know, the action is totally different. There's one that was story laden and driven like really hard, and the mm -hmm. other one was kind of told through the action and you know, amazing action at that. I think if you you put me on the spot, you know, you've paid your hard earned money, so I'm going to tell you, um, takeovers one. That's the top. Yeah. Okay. That's the best for me. I, I just feel like that carries a certain significance with it as well. Like that opened yeah. up my eyes. Um, not only was it amazing in the story and the finishing sequence in that match is so trying hard not to swear. So amazing. Right. With the, the reverse Frankensteiner and stuff. And then the way Bailey gets up and she like does her hair and you're like, Oh, she, she, oh I just did it. You're like, Oh man, she's going to, uh, you know, and she hits the Bailey's back. Oh, it's just the, the sequence is the best. I loved it. Um, Hell in a Cell, I think, is second by like that because I really think it was so amazing. I think if if Takeover hadn't of, you know, if we didn't already look at Takeover as the greatest women's match ever, I honestly think people would be talking about this Hell in a Cell. They'd be going, "We've just seen the best women's match ever." So those two are literally like to me. That's the two best women matches I've ever seen. So it's hard to pick, and by default, I guess. The Iron Woman match falls third, but that, but again, I, I really wouldn't want that to sound, you know, what I mean, like, oh, it's last, yeah. you know, it's last, but still probably like one of the best of its generation too. So, um, man, that's hard. Is Steph, you got any changes to that? I think I'd put the Hell in a Cell one first, but I don't know. I was so tempted to, yeah. So I would say the best thing to do is to just watch the three of them in chronological order because the development that you're going to see and yeah. Um, you know, Bailey, that the character change that Bailey has gone through is one of 
the most amazing things that's happened over the last two years or so because who would have ever thought that happy ponytail you know bailey would turn into who she is now and it's not me not me at all and you see bailey in nxt and then she was this great like to me bailey was the first character that wwe ever marketed to young girls which i thought was amazing as someone who was once a very young girl that watched wrestling like i couldn't believe how great this character was and how uh it was it was just four young girls nothing ever is in wrestling yeah and we in the uk like fully embraced bailey like have you been at shows when she used to wrestle it was deafening yeah and then it just felt like they missed the boat on her so much in the main roster but who would have thought that turning her to the dark side would make her even better yeah i mean where's she gonna go next yeah, I mean it's tough, right? Like, and there's some superstars like that. Like, I, I always thought Candice LeRae was like a like true baby, yeah. baby and, and Kofi, I guess, and all of them have done so great to yeah. turn it around. Uh, we well, have to get some more super chats here. Uh, Bo Hill is back, and he says nuclear take. Wow, I mean, if you're going to come at Steph with a take, it better be nuclear. Um, <laughs> during Attitude and Ruthless Aggression era, Sanity would have ended up as a top three faction of all time. Cross gave them something. Nobody else did. Um, Never did I think I'd be hearing about sanity. <sighs> Again, um, man. I, do you know what? I've spoke to various members of sanity and all of them are kind of perplexed of why it didn't work out on the main roster. Yeah. Like they were, We all know they were basically called up without a plan. Mm-hmm. But like normally there's something. Like they, you know, like or they would have had a plan and things changed. It doesn't even seem like that was the case. They were just literally brought up. It was that weird period where they brought up lots of people for no reason. Weren't they in the same bring up as like Lacey Evans and EC3 that was doing videos in a mirror and stuff? And they were just just here and that was it. I still don't understand the whole EC3 thing. I mean, that's another topic, but I don't... Bless that man. He, he got dealt a bad, bad, bad hand. Um, the, top three all time. I mean, I think that's a bit strong. Uh, whatever era, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at DX, MWO, Four Horsemen, Evolution, Shield, New Day. Um, Undisputed era. Yeah. I mean, could you could you say the Four Horsewomen? No, they were never. Probably ever. not. That'd be like saying the click, I guess. But no. um, top three is strong. Um, I would love to be proven wrong though, because I do think they had a ton of talent. Um, and like you said, the dynamic with Nikki in there mm-hmm. um was amazing. And I think anyone who watched NXT around that time when the um, uh, uh Sanity went up, Nikki then became like a really big star and she was big in that uh Alistair Black Gargano storyline. You remember the mystery? Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like they kind of wasted that a little bit on the main roster, but. Eh, I might be wrong. Um, I, I I don't think top three all time, but you're right. They deserve um, they deserved a lot more of a chance, wouldn't you say, Steph? Absolutely, but at least they're not being booked as badly as Retribution. <sighs> I don't know if I have the time. <laughs> I really don't. Like this stream might stretch into like four days. At least they're not doing the worst uh, attempted hostile takeover of a. The worst thing is. Because that they gave me hope. Like when they put Ali in it, I was like, okay. oh, you know what? I really wanted some good things to happen to Ali. Oh, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that they've given him something. I wish they hadn't, because now he's just looking weaker than ever. He's the worst lead. Like, imagine that. They were stronger before their leader was revealed. Now they're weaker than ever. They're losing matches left. I'm I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Because it will. <laughs> It'll get, I'll get carried away. Uh, George Yamin. He's been another regular super chatter. George, we appreciate you, brother. Should Gable join Seth? I'd be I'd be there for it, as long as he was taken seriously. And it's Chad Gable, the wrestling machine that he really is. Fine. I, I have a feeling that they'll let him find his feet on his own, though. Steph, what do you think? Uh, no, Gable should join AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, the, that's his only hope, because... What they've done to him is criminal, <laughs> like mm-hmm. really. And also he's one of these, I think, you know, if if it's in Vince's head that he's Shorty G, Chad Gibble, that's all he's ever going to be. That's what he is. Um, and do I want to 
see him be a sidekick to Seth Wallens. No. <laughs> so yeah, I think the only hope for uh, Chad Gable is um, moving on to uh, other pastures. <laughs> I mean, the thing uh, that I want to state with Chad Gable there, and I'm sure Steph uh, means this as well. Like he is insanely talented. Like let's not get it twisted. It's nothing. It's not his fault. No, no, um, no. That, that he's been saddled with these terrible, <laughs> terrible gimmicks because um, he is insanely good inside the ropes. It's just such a example of taking a guy that's just such a amazingly skilled wrestler and it just being completely overlooked and you know there's there is so much you could have done with him and the shorty g thing is i mean we're gonna have a great time making a list of like worst gimmicks of the uh past five years <laughs> or something <laughs> uh injections two yeah, cases that. they took uh matt riddle i mean i, I the grammar here is <laughs> they took <laughs> the matt out of riddle of the roster page i'm assuming you're saying Matt Riddle has been taken off WWE's roster page. Um, thank you oh, very I much. I thought he was saying they took his first name away. They put. Uh, oh, okay, that's very interesting. Okay. I hadn't seen that injection. Two K. I'm tempted to clarify your comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry for for dumping on your grammar when it turns <laughs> out my comprehension is terrible. Um, <laughs> I am going to look that up this actual second. Um, I if they just called him Riddle, that would be a bit very probably. You, no, it, it would. It, it would. would. Um, but I don't think that will help him. Uh, to be honest, um, and I was saying this the other day to someone, um, I feel like Lars Sullivan, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, all of the people in that space right now, nobody wants to cheer for them. Nobody wants to see them succeed. Nobody's prepared to get behind them. And I feel like WWE need to kind of like accept that and stop this whole, you know, we, Again, it's not as if any of them are currently none of them are currently being booked well. So I almost feel like they are kind of aware of that. In you know, the riddle's still a baby face, which is weird. Like, do you know what I mean? They're still trying to get sympathy on him and stuff. And I just think they've done the weirdest things with Riddle, considering everything else. It's um, yeah, it's pretty clueless. And the thing, you know, the thing is, um, I actually thought like a year ago that Matt Riddle and Velveteen Green were the two biggest prospects, like it, that NXT had that could possibly go up to the main roster. Um, no, Matt Riddle is still Matt Riddle on WWE.com, oh. for the record. Um, yeah. so don't know who supplied you with that info, my friend, but there we go. I'm glad we could clear it up for you. Do you know what? We haven't even really. Um, gotten into any news today, Steph. So we better use the BS on myself before time runs out. Um, let's touch on Kylie Ray because a lot of people are saying stuff and I, yeah. I don't think anyone really knows truthfully or wholeheartedly. So let's see. Fightful had an update on Kylie Ray. Um, Impact hope to have her back as soon as, as she's able. There's no heat on her for no show in Bound for Glory and storyline possibilities were left open for her at this week's taping. Earlier in the week, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio reported Ray was physically fine when officials finally reached her after Saturday's pay-per-view. Uh, talent Fightful spoke to uh, for their report hadn't heard from her since before Bound for Glory. Again, it's a lot of retroactive, retrospective reporting. Like nobody still really knows what happened. And if they did, I guess they're trying to respect Kylie's privacy on this matter. Um, it, is this kind of is this kind of one that they should just leave alone? Yeah, I think this is a personal thing that's for for Kylie to deal with. So, yeah, I don't think any speculation is really fair to her. So we're not saying it's uh, BS per se, but we're saying that they shouldn't really be. Mm -hmm. at, the, at this point, is it really worth like digging deeper and deeper? Like it's clearly a personal issue. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what they get. <laughs> that is what they get. I'm seeing in the comments that people are saying, check PW Insider. Um, I literally just went to WW.com on the roster page and it was Matt Riddle. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, saying that, I'm not going. I wouldn't go against Mike Johnson, who's insanely reliable. So maybe there's something to it. But uh, I, I, I'm in the middle of a stream, and I don't have the right people I can I can ask right now. <laughs> so please give me a chance. Um, but I will come back to that. Thank you very much. Very interesting. I really hope they haven't done that. 
I think that sucks if they call him Riddle. Like, what are they going to do? Have him come down in like full Riddle, you know what I mean? Like question marks everywhere. Like, yeah, I was going to say like Riddle, I mean, I know it's his name, but Riddle, it's kind of silly on its own. <laughs> I mean, fair enough if you're called Matt Riddle, but like just Riddle is is kind of silly. And I mean, the, the way that they have completely exhausted the bro thing, imagine how they could exhaust Riddle's. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to remember as well, the original bro is actually like a pretty good popular gimmick, but it won't be now. So that's the, yeah. that's the problem there. Um, so let's, let's, make him a bro, let's make him a Riddler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, people don't like him anymore. So How do you unravel the riddle of Matt Riddle? Oh, my <laughs> God. Pretty um, bad as well. Apparently as well, according to um, Dave Meltzer, WWE is going to be calling AJ Styles' new bodyguard, uh, Jordan... Omo Behin, I believe that's how you say it, the associate. What do you make of that, Steph? Is that just a way to not have to say his name on commentary every week? I think that's what a creative name. How long did it take them to come up with that one? <laughs> the associate. Like. The associate. Uh, yeah, uh, good for him. Can't really see that coming on a T-shirt anytime soon or can't imagine people holding up the associate signs or chanting the associate the associate um yeah main eventer the associate like do you think he'll graduate to having an actual name do you think uh yeah i mean you'd have to hope right like it's not going to be like because because diesel all right diesel would probably be a bit of a sucky name today but at the time when he him and Shawn michaels were going it was kind of a cool name for a big good looking dude um and the uh and when the eventual split came it was great but now if it'd be like oh and you know the associate the associate's had enough uh <laughs> I'll tell you it, like, what's a good a good name for a big good looking dude is wardlow yes um, <laughs> there you go actually that is right that although works. saying that i think jordan amobian is like two wardlows he's huge he is <laughs> enormous uh <laughs> this guy way <laughs> yeah these are all valid questions Steph um man I, either way like, I'm kind of stoked because I think Styles will do something he's great learn. he's gonna yeah he's, he's got a great learning tree to set under so good for him like yeah if anything if you know if they just given him a name and tried to let him swim in the ring like at least they've put him under the one of the best learning trees they possibly could like yeah. a rare masterstroke i would say uh in in that regard we're entering the final few minutes here so i don't think we even have time man for some of the hot takes uh oh, i'm gonna make time we're gonna go over by a minute or so let's just have one hot take steph how about that let's go for it what would you say if i told you that 2020 was actually one of the best years for professional wrestling you had the rumble with Edge returning, you had the Lesnar McIntyre going on throughout the whole match, and then you've proven throughout the whole year that while it might not have always been the smartest decision, wrestling as a whole in Japan and America can continue during a global pandemic. Big Berg, thanks for that, my friend. Steph, what do you think? I actually think he's kind of right i mean 2024 wrestling has been pretty good hasn't it yeah um i think um because i'm at the point where i'm sick of when people review matches saying if only there was a crowd there yes if only there was a crowd there for everything but there's not if (laughs) if my auntie had a set of something she'd be my uncle so (laughs) you know what i mean like you can't you can't have these if ands buts and maybes but I think he's got some points like like the character work we saw from Roman and Jay, by the way, in their, in their feud, you wouldn't have got if there was fans because you wouldn't have been able to hear what was going on. Yeah. Um, I think it's teaching wrestlers to um, think about kind of little nuances more in the ring and um, instead of, you know, like, like just knowing that everything's going to be heard more and like what more character stuff they can do. But also this year we've had some really – memorable matches that we'll never forget like for good or for bad like 2020 i mean for bad i will never forget the firefly funhouse sadly but for good (laughs) but i'll never forget the wonderful stadium stampede so 2020 has been pretty good and with the whole wrestling continuing thing maybe it wasn't the best decision but isn't it amazing that out of everything everything all the sports tv shows soaps music everything 
wrestling is the thing that continued. That's right. We are <laughs> wrestling is unkillable. <laughs> it's like when people don't, you know, understand wrestling or like, oh, who watches wrestling? I'm like, wrestling is the one thing that still continued in 2020. Like, that's amazing. Wrestling's uh, very important. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, I, I, Carol Wands has put a, a comment in the comment section that I know she knows that I want to read out very much so, but I won't because, uh, you know, algorithm stuff. We're going to try not mentioning that <laughs> but carol and everyone in the comments you know what i'm loving um dave Chappelle for life um so that brings us towards the end of this stream um it's been delightful to have you once again steph uh the fan i, I wanted to see the fan a bit more steph to be honest there it is i will be back next thursday with more hot tips that's like paul Heyman's phone is <laughs> is your fan oh wow so thank you very much steph once again can't wait to do this again with you next thursday um you've been brilliant as always thank you to the guys in the comments section thank you for your super chats there were so many that you kind of derailed me man and i loved it (laughs) so thank you very much for your opinions it was great another great wednesday of wrestling may there be many more thanks for tuning in guys Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 